it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello and welcome to another episode of Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls, on purpose. Go to witnesstalkradio.org for more episodes, or you can use one of our syndication partners like iHeartRadio. A few weeks ago, chaos and anarchy broke out across America due to the results of the Michael Brown case. Many people believe that Officer Darren Wilson shot and killed Michael Brown simply because he was dark-skinned. I hit the streets to get people's thoughts regarding the verdict, but before we listen to those interviews, let's hear a biblical answer about where the various skin tones came from. Adam plus Eve equals all skin tones? This is Ken Ham, a biblical apologist, speaker, and author. You know, the Bible teaches we're all great-great-great-great-grandkids of Adam and Eve. We're all one race, the human race. So how did we end up with so many different skin colors? Well, there aren't any different skin colors. All humans have the same color, but different shades because of a pigment called melanin. It helps protect us from the sun. More melanin and your skin's darker, less and your skin's lighter. Now our genes control how much melanin we have and then give to our children. People with middle brown skin can pass on genes for a variety of shades, from dark to light. If Adam and Eve had genes for middle brown skin, which is likely, then that would explain why we have such variety today. To find out more about what the Bible teaches about genetics and people groups, visit AnswersRadio.com. Get answers to your questions at AnswersRadio.com. Jalen, we're on the campus today. We're asking people about the uh, recent events happening in Ferguson, Missouri, with uh, Michael Brown being shot by the officer. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts is I just feel like it's, you know, it's, it's just like it's a bad thing. Um, the cop was wrong. Um, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't go down like that. I just feel like, you know, the cop that that had killed Malcolm Brown should like at least, you know, have have much more than just a a court trial. I I I, I just feel like he shouldn't even have a court trial. I just feel like he just should be in an electric chair, you know, just like just penalize him. I, I I don't even want to see him in court. It was just like. It was just sad, I, taking somebody's life away. For what, you know? But it's just, you know, that's that. That's just my, my behalf on it. I, you know. So now, do you know uh, anything of, of the backstory behind uh, why, uh, why the police even came up to Michael Brown? Why he, why they stopped him at all? No, I, I don't. Um, I just. Just had little bits and pieces of it from the news, um, saying that uh, you know that I guess he he had a was it a rifle or uh, no he he was unarmed, um, but he had just finished robbing a convenience store, um, and then uh, when the cop tried to stop him, he got aggressive with the cop and tried to take his gun, um, so. Knowing that, uh, <clears throat> well, let me put it to you this way: If you were a cop, and, and, and if you were the officer in the in this scenario, and someone uh, comes up to you, uh, punches you in the face, and tries to take your gun, what would you do? 
Um, I'll probably arrest the guy, but hold him down to where he doesn't, um, you know, try to react to it. To where keep him hold down to where I can handcuff him and just put him in the car instead of a, a okay, yeah, I'll take that hit in the face, you know, blah, blah, blah. But the whole point is if you a cop, do your job. You know, just just try to have him down to where he can't release to even run off. Hold him down to where you can handcuff him and, you know, put him in your cop car and wouldn't be nothing like that. You know what I mean? Just It's just a little things that the cop didn't understand. It was just, it was just a dumb thing that the cop did to Malcolm, to Malcolm Brown. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Michael Brown. Um, you know, it was just, it was just stupid. I, I, I just feel like the cop, he shouldn't even, he shouldn't even be a cop anymore at all. So, well, he's not, he, he actually resigned. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he resigned after this whole ordeal happened. Uh, one more question regarding that. Um, you said, you know, he, the cops should have tried to arrest him, put him in cuffs, throw him in the cop car and whatnot. Um, one, one problem with that is that Michael Brown was twice this dude's size. And he, like I said, he was aggressively coming after the cop. So put yourself in that scenario again. What would you do facing a dude that's twice your size and is aggressively trying to come at you, trying to get your gun, trying to hurt you? Well, if I'm a cop, I should know better if matter of fact I should know that I have gotten trained for a guy that's 10 times bigger than me 2 times bigger than me 15 times bigger than me 20 times bigger than me it it wouldn't matter the fact is if you're a cop you might as well protect the the person you know protect yourself protecting is not shooting somebody and taking somebody's life I feel like you should have all the techniques of a cop to know what you, you know, should do. You know, instead of just pulling out your gun and just shooting them. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's stupid. Like, what I feel like the cop, if I'm a cop, I would at least grab him. After that punch in the face, I will still grab Michael Brown and still... Hold him down to where I could handcuff him and put him in a cop car. Because I know better and I'm a cop. I should use some of my techniques that I have, you know, gotten gotten teach for in the police academy. And, you know, like use them techniques to put this guy in handcuffs and put him in jail. But I'm not a cop to just take somebody's life. And what that cop did, it was just, it was just outright wrong. Okay. Um, let me uh, move in a different direction a little bit. So uh, we know that uh, Michael Brown, he, he was guilty of, of robbing that convenience store because of the video evidence that we saw uh, in the trial. Um, and even though uh, Officer Darren Wilson was found not guilty 
uh, of neglect of duty. Um, many people, much like yourself, uh, do consider him to be guilty. Uh, but I want to take it to a personal level. You know, uh, the Bible says that it is appointed for man once to die, and after that comes judgment. You know, judgment day. You've heard about that before, right? Right, right. So if you were to die today and stand before God, how would you rate? Would you be innocent or guilty in God's eyes? I will always be innocent in God's eyes because I'm God's child and God don't like ugly, you know. And I feel like I, I can still be innocent even though, you know, you still have guilt. It's like you can still be innocent too at the same point. What I mean by that is like everybody everybody makes mistakes. Everybody lives up to it. Just like just like that case with Ray Rice, him punching his girl and his wife, you know, it was just outright wrong. But now he learned from his mistakes. Now he went his appeal and he was guilty. But now he you know, he learned from his mistakes and, you know, Basically, just similar to that. So let me ask you, what uh, what makes you, uh, uh, you said you were God's child. What makes you a child of God? Because I believe in God. Because I know the things that have, that, that God have done for us. Put his, you know, put his heart and soul out for us and died on the cross for us. And, and just, you know, if, if, you know. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here today, you know. I wouldn't wake up every morning out of my bed and and stuff like that and you know, it's just I mean I mean, you know, I'm in the good hands with him and that's why I said, you know, I'm God's child and everybody's God's child, so that's that's basically what I what I mean, you know. Okay. So let me uh let me put you through a quick test. Um, do you consider yourself to be a good person? Yes. Uh, how many lies have you ever told in your whole life? Just a rough estimate. How many lies I have what? Yeah, how many lies have you told? Told? Yeah. Like how, how many times have you told something that wasn't, said something that wasn't true? Uh, I, I, I really can't, like, answer it because I really don't know, um, it really haven't been down to that situation and point in time I ever told somebody. I, I don't know, but I can't really answer that question. I don't. I don't really understand. Uh, next one. Uh, have you ever stolen anything, even something small? Yeah. Uh, have you ever used God's name as a curse word? Uh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Bible says do not commit adultery but Jesus said uh, whoever looks with lust or uh, illicit sexual desire has committed adultery already in his heart have you ever done that looked with lust I don't even know what lust is okay um, looking at a lady uh, or man in this day and age uh, and saying you know having not so nice thoughts about them sexual thoughts uh, no you've never done that what never what like looked at a girl and said oh my gosh she is cute blah 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 well it, it's more than just thinking that a girl is attractive you know like uh 
looking at pornography would be an example. I mean, everybody looks at pornography. So, <coughs> what was your name one more time? Uh, Jalen. Jalen, uh, we went through the good person test, and you uh, said that you are uh, you've broken. Uh, You've stolen something, you've used God's name in vain, and you've looked with lust. By that standard, uh, you are a thief, a blasphemer, and an adulterer at heart in God's eyes. So you, you, you failed the good person test, and based on that standard, what I was using was the Ten Commandments, God's law. So based on that standard, do you think now that you would still be innocent or guilty in God's eyes? I mean, I feel like I'm 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 a good person, and I don't even like really like use in God's name in vain at all. And yes, everybody has stolen something. Okay, but it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that somebody has. Stolen something—that don't mean that they, that 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 person is is uh, a guilty person or 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 a bad person. It just means that you just made that mistake, and you make mistakes in your life. You know, like you probably made mistakes in your life. Of course, right. So, I mean, you can't really say that about somebody that. Nobody isn't a good person because, you know, people make mistakes. Well, I'm not basing it on my own judgment. I'm basing it on on God's word, you know, God, God's commands, God's laws. And based on the fact that you've broken God's laws, and I have too, based on the fact that you've broken God's laws, it, says, it, it shows that you're not a good person. You're like the rest of us. So... Let, let me put this out to you. The Bible says... That there are none good, no, not one. None. So, hey, so you 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 would have failed regardless. Pretty pretty much everybody has failed this test. I mean, everybody will fail because you can't you can't be perfect. You can only be great at something. You know what I mean? You can only be great at things. What I mean by that is that you could put your best effort into things and be. A great person, just like a LeBron James could be a, a great athlete, like like Michael Jordan, Peyton Manny, or them people that that are great players. Just like you can be a great person, you can be a great person, but not a perfect person. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's 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 impossible to be perfect. It's just it, 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 and it's not impossible to be great. You know. Now, does it? <clears throat> excuse me. Does it concern you that the Bible says that because you're not good, because you're not perfect, uh, the Bible actually says that uh, you would spend an eternity in hell? Does that concern you? To me. Uh, the lake of fire, uh, fire and brimstone, weeping, gnashing of teeth. Have you heard anything about that? No. You've never heard anything about hell before? I heard the word hell, but... Well, I mean, what you what you what you trying to say? Okay. Um, <clears throat> the Bible says, you know, all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. No thief, no adulterer will inherit the kingdom of God, and says that God will not hold you guiltless for taking His name in vain. Basically, 
<clears throat> if you were to stand in a courtroom and you were guilty of breaking breaking the law, the judge would find you guilty and the judge would have to punish you, either with a fine or throwing you in prison. Well, same thing with God on Judgment Day. You stand before him, he looks at your whole life, everything you've ever done, every time you've ever broken his law, every time you've looked with lust, or every time you've looked at pornography, every time you've stolen even something small, every time you've used his name in vain, or used his name like a cuss word, every time he sees all of it, and he says that if you've broken his law even once, you're guilty of breaking all the laws, and the punishment is an eternity in prison, in the lake of fire. Does that concern you? No, it don't. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even worried about that. All I'm worried about is that... I'm 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 living life, and you know, ain't nobody, ain't no, you know, I'm 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 still living. God could still God could take me this day, but He didn't. So I feel like right now, I'm innocent in in, in His hands right now. That you know, that I am that I'm uh you know I'm. I don't have to worry about anything because I know I, I still have him by my side. I still have God by my side. So I'm I'm not worried about all that hell and stuff like that because it's just, I just, you know, I'm not focusing on that. You know, I'm just focusing on living life and I'm just focusing on how, how God can save my life. And, you know, Yes, people done did things, but people done changed their life around. So you 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 always innocent to my in my eyes you always innocent. So it talk to me talk to me real quick about uh uh earlier you had said uh, that God died on the cross. What what does that mean? It means a lot. It means that you 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 risking your life for your loved ones. That the people that you care about. You know? It's just, yeah, I mean, he sacrificed his life for us. What, why did he sacrifice his life for us? Because he didn't want to see anybody get killed. He didn't want to see anybody get hurt. He, don't, he, he didn't want to see the world end. So that's why he took that risk, and that's why he sacrificed for us, you know. What if I told you that uh, your explanation that you just gave me for that uh, is, is wrong? I don't, I don't, well, I don't know. Listen, and Jalen, God did come down to this earth. He did die on the cross. But the reason he died on the cross was not so that people wouldn't be hurt or wouldn't see pain or anything like that, because we still are hurt. We still do feel pain. You know, there is still pain and suffering in the world even after he died on the cross. The reason he died on the cross, Jalen, it was... Of, of eternal significance you know we were talking about how you've broken God's law you've sinned against God and the punishment is an eternity in hell well God loves you so much that in spite of your sinfulness in spite of you being guilty God made a way for you to escape the punishment to escape hell and that's why Jesus came to this earth Jesus Christ was born of a virgin was perfect and sinless Never never looked with lust, never did anything wrong. And he died on that cross, shedding his blood 
to pay for your sins and for my sins and for everybody's sins. But there's a catch. Three days later, he rose from the dead. He rose from the grave, defeating death and hell. But the way that you can have your sins forgiven, the way you can have his payment credited to your account so that you can be set free, you need to do two things. One, you need to repent, which means to turn away from your sins. Turn away from stealing. Turn away from uh, using God's name as a curse word. Turn away from looking at pornography or lusting. Turn away from all of it and put your trust, not just believing that there's a God. The demons believe and they shudder. Okay, that's what the Bible says. Putting your trust and trusting your life to Jesus Christ and what he did on that cross for you. You know, take take your take your belief that you are a good person. That's what you're trusting in right now. You know, transfer that trust in yourself to Jesus. Trust only in him and what he did on the cross to save you. Don't trust in your own good works. Trust in him and him alone. And that's what will save you. That's what will get you out of hell and into heaven. Does that make sense, Jalen? Yeah, I do. When was the last time you read your Bible? Uh, probably when I was, I don't know the age, but it's been a, been a minute. It's been a while? Okay. Well, I want to encourage you to read your Bible. Do you, do you have one currently? No, I don't. Uh, I'd like to give you one after our interview, okay? Um, but listen, it's very important that you read your Bible every day. You know, that's God's Word. That's how God speaks to you. That's how you know what God expects of you. If you are going to repent and put your trust in Him, if you're going to be a Christian, be born again, you have to read read God's Word so that you know what to expect. Okay? You're listening to Witness Radio. We're on the campus today. We're asking people about uh, the Ferguson trial. You know, Michael Brown w- was shot by a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that was uh, justified? Do you think it was not justified? Give me your your, your opinion. Uh, I do not think it was justified, but like, I don't know. It's a double standard because I don't know because it's like it sounds like the Trayvon Martin case, you know, with like Zimmerman and stuff. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's wrong though. Like you shouldn't get killed. You sh- you shouldn't have got killed for like hitting him because you know there's other things that could have been done. You know what I mean? It's ever just like straight out shooting him. But I don't know. My dad told tells me like. When a police officer tells you to uh, do something, you just do it. So, like, if he said get out the street, you get out the street. But at the same time, you didn't have to kill him. But, yeah. So now, do you know uh, anything, uh, any of the details, aside from he punched the cop? Not really, no. Okay. Let me let me try and uh, give you a quick fill-in. Um, Michael Brown uh, had just uh, robbed a convenience store, and... Uh, the cop was driving by, saw this guy, uh, told him to get out of the street, but then realized that this guy matches the description of the of the roof, uh, uh, blah, matches the description of the robber, and so he stopped and uh, went to confront Michael Brown, and Michael Brown punched him, but he also tried to go for his gun. Now that that's that's a piece of information that a lot of the media outlets uh, are are leaving out. Um, so, <clears throat> put yourself in that scenario. If you had a dude that's twice your size, 
coming at you, punches you in the face, and is trying to take your gun, what would you do? Uh, I don't know. I, I might I might have to, you know, put one in them too, so. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of people have, have mixed feelings on that. You know, some people say that he still shouldn't have shot him. Some people say, yeah, well, that means yeah, because of that, that he was justified. Type of thing, you know what I mean? So, like, you can't really think. And I'm pretty sure, like, I took a criminal justice class, and, like, when those things happen, you go just go back to your training. And I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I didn't, if I knew all the details, like, like you just told me, then, yeah, that's, it's crazy. So now, uh, it's also come out that, uh, that the officer, uh, Darren Wilson, he's resigned, uh, from the police force because of this whole ordeal. And, uh, people are still, uh, considering him guilty, even though he's been proven to be not guilty. He's innocent. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think uh, people should uh, accept the judgment that was given to them, or do you think that there should be a retrial or an appeal? I don't, I don't really have any comments about that. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. <coughs> but we like Ryan. <coughs> we do. Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. I'm on the campus today. I'm asking people about uh, what happened in Ferguson, Missouri with Michael Brown and, and Officer Darren Wilson. First question is, do you know anything about it, and what, what are your thoughts on it? Um, I know a little about it. I'm not going to say that I know everything because I don't. Um, and my thoughts are just the fact that I don't know everything, and so I can't really say whether or not the officer was guilty, if he wasn't. Um, I just know that I feel like a lot of what's going on um, in Missouri when it comes to the rioting is just, I mean, we're Americans and I feel like human beings just shouldn't act that way. Um, but just in general, I think um, because I don't know a lot about it, that I can't really say you know, have an opinion, per se, about what's going on with that. What about you? Um, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of the same, like, in the fact, like, I wasn't there. Like, I don't know everything. Um, but, I mean, according to, like, the things that have been released and stuff, like, it, if you're not going to obey a cop and you're going to come at him, like, and someone, like... It's just like basic self-defense, and I know that probably doesn't sound very good at all but to like a lot of people, but I don't know. I like just think that people need to trust like the people that are in authority, that they have our best interest, and that we need to just like follow them. Like I'm sure like the cop didn't wake up that morning, and he was like, I'm going to go murder someone today. Like He was probably like putting on his uniform because he took an oath to protect the people, you know, like he puts his life on. I don't know. And so I just don't like the fact that it's causing all this division because I don't think it's about um, white and black. It's kind of like that article that football player was talking about. He was saying how it's not about like race. It's about sin. Yeah. So that's what I agree with. Like, it's not about what your color is. It's about what you stand for, like what you're like, I don't know where I guess you stand before God, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to When This Radio. So what can we do about racism? Is there a biblical answer? Here's Ken Ham. The Bible, it's the solution to racism. This is Ken Ham, co-author of the book One Race, One Blood. 
You know, millions of dollars won't fix racist attitudes. Laws won't do it. Feel-good TV commercials won't either. The real solution is the Bible. And that's because the history found in Scripture destroys racism at the source. In Genesis, we find that God originally made two humans, Adam and Eve. There was no gradual evolution from ape-like creatures. No one is more evolved than someone else. God made only one race. And Jesus, the last Adam, died on the cross for humans all over the globe. Revelation paints a picture of our future with Christ in heaven from every tribe and nation and language. There's no segregation or division. If we want to defeat racism, there's only one place to start, the history from God's Word. To find out how evolution and racism are connected, visit our website at AnswersRadio.com. You'll discover articles and videos at AnswersRadio.com. Next week, I'll be talking with a former member from the International Church of Christ, and we'll hear a few clips of their false teachings. Prepare to understand why biblical Christianity has labeled this group a cult. Until then, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.